the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. A holiday weekend tragedy on the Colorado River along the California Arizona border. Four people missing after two boats collided and sank. The crash sent more than a dozen people into the river. Sergeant Kyler Cox of the Mojave County Sheriff's Office says none of the boaters was wearing life vests. Life jackets are a huge piece of, of safety equipment, and we, and we preach them all the time. Wear your life jacket, wear your life jacket. It was on KNBC-TV. Tropical Storm Gordon's on the way, prompting forecasters to issue storm warnings for portions of South Florida and the Florida Keys. The National Hurricane Center in Miami says Gordon is likely to swamp the region with heavy rains. A storm surge watch is in effect for a portion of the Mississippi-Alabama border. Wall Street closed for the Labor Day holiday. The Dow reopens tomorrow at 25,965. This is SRN News. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Wellness 1570 from the Eagle Wellness Studios. Looking at your Echo with a forecast, it is Labor Day, therefore... It is also the final day of the Minnesota State Fair, so get out out and visit us. We're at the corner of Underwood and Murphy. Could be competing with a little bit of rain today. It's going to be cloudy and high in the mid-70s, overnight tonight mid-60s, and staying in the upper 70s the rest of the week, but cloudy and chance of showers throughout the week. For 30 years, healthcare insurers have had it wrong. We don't need to manage our healthcare. We need to manage the finance of our healthcare. Sustainable health care. What is it? How do we attain it? What changes are needed? What does it mean for doctors, health care insurers, pharmaceutical companies, and most importantly, you, the patient? If you like your doctor, can you really keep your doctor? Or can you change the system to keep them in practice? These and a host of other questions are addressed by Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, on his program, Sustainable Healthcare, on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Dr. Trobiani brings 30 years of medical practice and many years of uncovering problems in the healthcare industry, and he'll offer solutions on restructuring healthcare financing through free enterprise. Tune in Saturdays at 2 p.m. and hear Dr. Trobiani's insight into providing prescriptions to what ails the healthcare industry. That's Sustainable Healthcare, Saturdays at 2 p.m. on Wellness Radio 1570. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I like things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I do the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This is America's Lifestyle Coach with today's Health Minute. Please visit us at OnCallRadio.com. 
Sam from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania writes, Dr. Ray, so recently my doctor has diagnosed me with an enlarged prostate. What should I do? Well, an enlarged prostate, several things. First, you want to make sure you maintain healthy testosterone levels. That's the primary male hormone. There's a byproduct of testosterone called DHT or dihydrotestosterone. It's the culprit. It's the one that causes the prostate to become enlarged. So you want to make sure you continually eat an avocado every single day. An avocado a day keeps prostate issues away. contains a component in it called beta cysteine sterol which protects the prostate every single time also salt palmetto pumpkin seed oil and zinc zinc is the number one mineral that we as men need to protect our prostate and also to keep healthy testosterone levels following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management are you sick and tired of being sick and tired if you want to be inspired get help in becoming all you can be the time is now for like it matters radio with your host mr scott v black Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about any behavior reinforced. Any behavior reinforced. You know, we are creatures of habit. Uh, We are little meaning makers. If you study logotherapy, uh, man is looking for meaning in everything. Uh, meaning with what we're getting, what we're not getting, meaning with what we're doing, what we're not doing, meaning with what people are saying, what people are not saying. We're constantly t- uh, wanting to find meaning in anything. That's the whole concept of logotherapy. Uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl spent years in Auschwitz. He wrote a great book called Man's Search for Meaning. And when he was in Auschwitz, he came up with this concept called logotherapy. And logotherapy uh, is about finding meaning. And while he spent years in Auschwitz, he said that he could tell who was going to make it when the doors, when the gates of Auschwitz opened up. And by make it, he didn't mean live. He didn't mean survive because that was out of the realm of their control. He put it this way. He said the Nazis could take our food. Uh, they could take our clothing. They could take our, uh, our family. They could take our life. But they could not take our will. That had to be freely given. And he goes on to say that when you can find a purpose in anything, including suffering, then it has value. It has value. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we are little meaning makers. We connect dots. That's why little kids always go, why, Daddy? Why, Mommy? Why does this, they do this? Why do they do that? And one of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Frankel. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And so today we're going to talk about any behavior reinforced because some of the rules of human beings, what I call HR 101, are basically simple rules that just manifest themselves. It's not a choice. And one of them is this, any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. That's why leaders, we got to know who we are. That's why leaders, we got to know what we want. That's why leaders, we got to know where we're going. And we got to realize that every choice has a consequence, good or bad. And you got to realize this because parents, we don't remove the consequences from our kids, not because we're mean, not because we want to bully them, because if we don't experience the consequences from our choices, then why would we learn to choose differently? If every time we made a poor choice, if every time we made a negative choice, if every time we made a choice that was unresourceful and the consequences are constantly removed by someone fixing it, by someone cleaning it up, by someone removing the burden from you, then why would you ever learn to create new, uh, uh, to do things differently? You wouldn't. I'll never forget, you know, in our, uh, one of my trainings, we, we do some speeches. I train speakers. And so I had a guy who was uh, slated to give a three-minute speech. He was about 40 seconds into it, and he froze. And I said, you may continue to speak as thoughts come to you. And he didn't say a word. So a few seconds later, I said, you may continue to speak as thoughts come to you. And then he said, and I took it a little flippantly, uh, I have no thoughts coming to me. And I said, one more time, I said, you may continue to speak as thoughts come to you or remain standing in silence for the remainder of your three minutes. And so he stood there in silence. 
And three minutes is a long time if you're talking. But it's even longer if you're not talking and every single person is looking at you. Really, really long. And at the end of that training, uh, he told me he'll never forget that. Because everybody else that went up there, when they struggled and stumbled, if they weren't ready to pass themselves, about a minute into it, I would sit them down. Even though they were supposed to give a three-minute speech. Because I knew they weren't prepared to pass themselves. So instead of letting them flounder, instead of letting them embarrass themselves, I would sit them down early. But this gentleman, they thought I was being abusive. They thought the rest of the class thought I was being mean. Why would you humiliate this guy? Why would you embarrass him? Why would you make him stand up there in silence, uh, speaking for 45 seconds and standing in silence for 2 minutes and 15? I thought that was pretty harsh. It was kind of mean. And I said, I know how some of you took it. I made an agreement with them. I gave him the choice. I said, you may continue to speak as thoughts come to you. And if you would have continued to speak, if he was doing the same thing, he wasn't ready to pass himself, I probably would have stopped him 15 seconds into his continued speaking. But since he chose, and that's the key thing because I gave him the choice, since he chose not to speak, because it's a lie, no thoughts are coming to me, what do you think thinking is? Thinking is nothing more than self-talk, the way you talk to yourself. 60 million Americans are struggling with depression. A majority of depression falls in the category of situational depression. What causes situational depression? Our thinking, our self-talk, the way we talk to ourselves. And we're constantly talking. And so to say that no thoughts are entering my mind now, they might not be thoughts about the topic at hand, but there are tons of thoughts entering your mind. So I gave him the choice, and he chose to stand in silence. And so out of respect for him and respect for the process of what I was doing, and a bigger picture of knowing if I don't establish this right now, the rest of this training, he'll choose not to do things I tell him to do because there's no consequences. And see, that's what today's show is all about. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And now that word positive, it might sound like, oh, that means good, but there's a lot of negative things that happen to people. Yeah, positive things don't necessarily, as you and I think about positive things, Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome, what that means is when someone gets what they want, what they want is they might not want to be in in my presence anymore. What they might might want is that they don't want to be standing in front of people having to give a speech. See, that's what they might not want. And so I don't want to give them a positive reinforcement by giving them what they do want because any behavior reinforced with a power uh, with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And leaders today, we got to ask ourselves this question. In your world, in your life, what are you reinforcing? Now, you might not think that it's a positive outcome that you're giving somebody, but giving them a way out, uh, maybe smiting you, uh, embarrassing you, making you mad, making you angry, maybe making you lose it. It might see, not seem like that's a positive outcome, but you got to be careful. That word positive, you can't put in a wheelbarrow. Positive is the normalization. You know, what could be positive for you, what could be positive for me can be totally different things. It all depends on the framing. And so we got to realize that it's a mind game. It's a, it's the battle is the mind. It's like this poem by Edgar Allan Guest, it couldn't be done. Somebody said that it couldn't be done. But he, but he with a chuckle replied that maybe it couldn't, but he would be one who wouldn't say so till he tried. So he buckled right in with a trace of a grin on his face. If he worried, he hit it. He started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. Somebody scoffed, oh, you'll never do that. At least no one ever has done it. But he took off his coat and he took off his hat. And the first thing we knew, he'd begun it. With a lift of his chin and a bit of a grin, without any doubting or quit it, he started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. There are thousands to tell you cannot be done. There are thousands to prophesy failure. There are thousands to point out to you one by one the dangers that await to assail you. But just buckle in with a bit of a grin. Just take off your coat and go to it. Just start in to sing as you tackle the thing that cannot be done, and you'll do it. See, we are creatures of habit, and everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. See, these habits are belief systems, 
Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome becomes a belief system. If I do A, then B will happen. My little boy, Benaya, three and a half years old, he can be a monster at times. He can be a brat at times. He's a loving child, got a beautiful heart. But boy, he is, he is what the Bible calls stiff-necked. Boy, when he wants to do something, he wants to do it. When he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. He loves starting things. He hates stopping things. And boy, he gets to the point where he's so committed to chaos, so committed to doing his thing that he'll carry on, he'll rant and rave, he'll scream and cry. And because his mother, Val and I, are not as committed uh, to that as he is, he's more committed to chaos than we are committed to control because a lot of times we give in. And what's happening? He's getting what he wants. And any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. We'll be right back. Listen to the impact of Leadership Awakening on Pastor Don Delich. Leadership Awakening is a very unique and dynamic 46 hours packed with energy, enthusiasm, and challenges. It has taught me to maximize my opportunities. My goal is to be the best that I can be for Jesus Christ and to inspire others to commit their entire bodies, souls, minds, and spirits to God's calling for them. My priorities are to serve the Lord first, my wife next, then my family, followed by all others who connect with me. Leadership Awakening provides tools to enable us to focus our skills and to love blessing many lives. Please consider Leadership Awakening. To check out the dates and locations of upcoming Leadership Awakenings, go to likeitmatters.net slash events. That's likeitmatters.net slash events. For chips, sticks, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. If you're anything like me, the summer road construction did a number on your windshield this season. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, here to thank you for a great summer and to remind you that with cooler temperatures, those small cracks are going to turn into big ones, seriously compromising the safety of your windshield. Now's the time to take care of them and get that new windshield you've been needing all summer. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396, and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work anywhere in the metro. We're a local, family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personal service and we do all the billing all backed by a lifetime warranty all you do is call advantage and we'll take care of everything and don't forget you can schedule your appointment on our website at replacemywindshield.com that's replacemywindshield.com if listening to mr black on like it matters radio is not enough if you need more of him here's one option for your mr black fix Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about any behavior reinforced. You know, we are creatures of habit. The reason we show up the way we've been showing up up until now is because that's the way we've always shown up. You know, one thing I do in my leadership training, which you can access at likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, is I squeeze people. Why do I squeeze people? Because I show people that when life squeezes them, uh, what comes out of them? And it's controlled setting. And one thing I say over and over, because our training is the toughest training most people ever take. It'll, It'll take your life to a whole new level in two and a half days. It'll clean you up better than anything I've known. I've been doing it for 25 years. For companies like Coca-Cola, Kraft, Nabisco, the Army, just go to likeitmatters.net. You can check it out. 
And one thing I say the first night is the way people respond in this training is exactly the way they respond in their personal business life. Only the faces and the situations are different. I say you're going to see people holding back here. You're going to see people belittling this process, putting it down, making fun of it, not committing to it, wanting to look cool. And I tell them it's never about what we're doing. Get off this. It's not about me. It's not what I'm, uh, what I'm doing. It's about this simple question, where else in my life? And however you show up in my training, because it's situational leadership, we got to ask ourselves, where else in my life am I doing the same thing? Where else in my life, when things don't start out the way I want them to, do I make fun of it? Where else in my life, when I'm not the one calling the shots, do I not commit? Where else in my life do I tell people to do one thing, but then I do something different? Don't you get it? We are creatures of habit. The reason we're doing what we're doing today is because that's what we've done before. And the problem with these habits is they're a structured belief system. It's all unconscious. Remember, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. I've heard the number as high as 10 to 12% if you're a self-actualized person. So even someone like me who's self-examined, who's really working to be the best possible them, still 90% of our life is unconscious. We are on autopilot. Remember, there are four levels of learning. There's unconscious uh, incompetence where you don't know what you don't know. And then there's conscious incompetence. Now you know that you don't know. And there's conscious competence. Now you want to know so you know what you know. And there's con- I mean, unconscious competence. That's mastery where you're so good you don't remember constantly what you do, but you do it anyways. And we've all heard this. We've all driven home before, right? We've driven home before at the end of the day and we're driving home. We're thinking about this, thinking about that, thinking about the weekend, thinking about the bad stuff that happened, thinking about uh, making love to your spouse, thinking about cooking dinner for your kids, thinking about whatever it is. And there you go, you wind up at home. But as you're sitting there in your car, or in your driveway, in your car, sitting in your car, in your garage, whatever, you realize, oh my gosh, I don't remember driving home at all. You were consciously somewhere else. You were basically in a self-induced trance. And yet, while your mind was somewhere else, while you were technically somewhere else, your body was doing everything it was supposed to do. It was hitting the brake, it was accelerating, it was using the blinkers, it was all that stuff. But you weren't consciously aware of it. That's how we work. And so one of the things I do in my training is I teach people how they work. You know, if you're in the car business, you know cars. If you're in the computer business, you know computers. Uh, If you're in the networking business, you know networks. But we're all in the people business. We buy from people, we sell from people, we hire people, we fire people, right? Don't you get it? We sleep with people, we procreate people. When we look in the mirror, we are a people. That's why when you understand how you work, when you understand the arena of the brain, the conscious and the unconscious brain, that is the keys to long-lasting change because you're ever going to change. You must do things the way your unconscious brain works, your unconscious mind, because it runs the ship. The brain runs the ship and can make any lasting change. You must do it the way the brain works. But first of all, you've got to know how the brain works. You know, it's unique because we were born in these bodies, right? It was, it's a temporary dwelling, the Bible says, but we were born inside of it. Our spirit is inside this carbon-based life form. And then we grow up and we learn how to use this vehicle to the best that people can teach us. But we know very little about it. We go on autopilot. We just start going through the motions, start living. And so that's why one thing I do is I not only teach you the psychology, I don't always teach you uh, biology, but I also teach you physiology. I teach you how your conscious and unconscious mind works. It's powerful. And I got this from uh, Richard Restack from the book Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot. He says, throughout our lives, the brain retains a high degree of plasticity. It changes in response to experience. If the experiences are rich and varied, the brain will develop a greater number of nerve cell connections. If the experiences are dull and infrequent, the connections will either never form or die off. That's why in my training, I give you an incredible peak experience. I live in a crescendo life. Life is peaks and valleys. It's an undulating line. It has highs and lows. It has systolic and diastolic. Don't you get it? 
You got to know that. That's why uh, people learn best when they're emotionally involved with something. Emotions are a byproduct of your right side of your brain. And when you're emotionally involved with your learning, you tend to retain much more. That's why our training, two and a half days, will change people's lives. It's intense. It's intense emotionally. It's intense physically. It's intense psychologically. That's why people have been doing it for 25 years, and you can truly change your world. We're going to be in Minneapolis in a couple of weeks in September. We're going to be at the end of September in, in um, uh, Sacramento, California. In October, we'll be in Dallas. Uh, in November, we'll be in Sacramento again, uh, and we'll be in St. Louis, and that'll be our last classes of the year. So go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, and you can read about it. See, Dr. Restek says it's important to remember that our brain holds the key to everything we'll ever accomplish. Indeed, the brain is the gateway for all our sensations and the weaver of all experience. And while most of us are convinced that exercise increases our physical well-being, it's less commonly appreciated that the brain also must be exercised. It's a dynamic structure that improves with use and challenge. In essence, you can achieve more of the things that you desire by enhancing your brain's cognitive function. And he, he implores us, learn as much as possible about how your brain works. This is the most important factor in getting smart and staying smart. And he says one thing he knows for certain is you can reduce the chances that you'll develop Alzheimer's disease, or other forms of dementia if you think of education as a lifelong project. I mean, honestly, when was the last time you went to a training to better yourself? It wasn't mandated. It wasn't required. When was the last time you read a book that didn't have smut or vampires in it that wasn't mandated or required? Don't you get it? See, he says that if you remain curious and inquisitive about people and events, by taking active efforts to remain mentally agile, you increase both your chances of growing new nerve cells and the likelihood that your brain will maintain and increase its nerve cell connections and circuits. He says many of us experience physical and psychological responses to the thoughts, words, and behavior of others. He goes on to say at a physical level, these responses are linked with chemical alterations no less powerful than those initiated by a drug. He even gives the example of PET scans, positive emission topography, which is like a, a functional MRI. It reveals that thinking sad versus happy thoughts can change your brain, brain chemistry. And thinking angry thoughts can bring on physical symptoms as illustrated by his patients. Just like Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about uh, um, epigenetics, EPI genetics. And she says about 87% of all diseases are psychosomatic. She said we're basically killing ourselves, poisoning ourselves with our thoughts or we're recreating new cells, recreating new hope, recreating new dreams. You know, yesterday I shared a, a poem by, I think it was Guest. You know, records are builders. It's a lot easier to destroy something. It takes a lot less skill set to destroy something. It takes much more of a skill set, much more desire, much more uh, qualitative planning and, and preparation to build something than it does to tear something down. And Dr. Restek says, if you believe strongly enough that a pill will help relieve certain of your, quote, uncomfortable symptoms when you're ill, your belief alone will alter your brain chemistry, right? A placebo. Study placebo. Pills got to pass. When they give someone a placebo, they already have like a 40% uh, cure rate. I'm not kidding you. I don't know what it is. I, I didn't have that prepared for this show. But check out the placebo effect. So when they're doing any drug... It's got to at least do better than no drug. Don't you get it? Because what they'll do is they'll, they'll give someone a drug. They'll tell them it's a drug. It's just a sugar pill. It's a water pill. There's nothing in it. But yet this person believes that they're getting medicine. They believe that they're getting medicine. And so what happens? 40 to 60%, I don't remember the number, are healed, are cured. And so any drug, when they come out with a drug, they have to at least beat once they give someone a no drug. But the difference is when they give them a no drug, they tell them they're giving a drug. So what they're dealing with is that person's thought process. And I don't believe it's 100% the thought process. I think there's variable factors. That's just my feeling that some people are sicker than others. Some people have more history than others. Some people are more predisposed to certain things than others. Some people have allergies that others don't have. Some people have done a lot of damage to their body. Others people haven't. So all those things together. But what it does tell you that one's belief in something, don't you get it? Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. Habits become belief systems. 
These perpetual things that we do over and over, whether they're true or not, we believe them. See, the brain is different from every other organ in our body. While the liver and the lungs and the kidneys wear out after a certain number of years, the brain gets sharper the more it's used. Indeed, it improves with use. Further, the functionality properties of brain cells continue to be altered throughout adult life depending on life experience. This is where the understanding that nobody responds to reality comes from. We don't respond to reality. We respond to our map of reality. We don't, believe, we don't respond to what's going on. We respond to what we believe is going on. And one of the keys to life is to consistently represent our experiences to frame them in ways that allow us to be more positive for us and other people. And so after the break, we're going to go into some of the things about the power of habit. Because that is nothing more than behaviors that have been reinforced over a period of time. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Dallas, Texas, October 11th through the 13th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer, with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you miss any of this radio show, please, you want to listen to the whole thing. I go deep. It's not one of those shows that you can just tune in, tune out, tune out of. I know that's what uh, my producers want. They want me to do the same show four times in a show. So I do one segment and basically repeat the segment. Not exactly that, but because people have short-term memory and people come and go and people don't. And I, I refuse to do it that way. I want to give you real meat, real taters. I don't want to lower the bar. I don't want to play to your short attention span. I don't want to play to your lack of focus. Why? Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. We're so connected and yet we're disconnected. 
We're supposed to be so much smarter, yet we're becoming stupider because we don't even do the basics. And so if you miss any of this radio show, you need to listen to the whole thing. Go to likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this message and about five months' worth of archived messages. Man, grow your brain. Listen to at least an hour a day of my show, however it is, whether it's on your own leisure, whether it's um, two months ago or today's show. You need to keep growing your mind, and I will keep you growing your mind. That's why if we're going to change this world, we got to change our thinking. And so listen to it. You can also go to iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, we play twice a day, 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and also replayed at 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so you just got to go to iHeartRadio on your phone or on your uh, computer. It's an app. And just query Wellness Radio. Wellness Radio, if you want to put the number 1570, that's our connection to the Minneapolis-St. Paul. And there will be twice a day, 9 to 10, Central Standard Time AM, and then 5 to 6, replaying what was played in the morning, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. And please, Like It Matters is all over the Internet as well. You can go to Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash radio. There will be. You can go to iTunes, and now you can subscribe to iTunes. Uh, by and in uh, like it matters radio sh- should say on iTunes and every day you'll have our radio show in podcast form. You got to know that. And by the way, we are in two local communities on terrestrial radio. We need your help getting on every single local radio show. We need your help sending out our one sheet to your local radio stations. Let them know we, there's great radio that'll change this world, changing one heart, body, and soul, one mindset, one belief system at a time. And help us promote it. We need sponsors. We need supporters. Uh, we need people to get their butts in chairs, changing their lives at likeitmatters.net. Because when people see you with your changed life, they're going to want some more of what you got. And I teach you, any behavior reinforced with a power, positive outcome will repeat itself. We are a machine. We are animals. From the same book I referenced earlier, Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot by Dr. Re- Richard Restack. He says, uh, fear occurs before you know what you're afraid of. Brain researcher Joseph Ledoux explains, Ledoux's research into emotions provides the basis for our understanding of intuition. And here was a story from Mozart's Brain and the Fire Pilot. In a laboratory study, here is what they learned. If a rat is in a cage and it's exposed to a sound, the animal initially orients itself towards and pays attention to that sound. But after a few repetitions, the rat ignores it. Sound familiar? You ever see a woman at a grocery store who hangs out with her kids all day long? They're carrying on, they're screaming, she's on the phone talking, and the rest of us are going, hey, woman, shut that kid up, and she has no idea it's going on. Sound familiar? We're animals, right? Or After a while, that animal, the rat, ignores the sound just like we do. However, the animal will respond once again if the sound is paired with an electrical shock. You ever do that? You do something, it's okay, you let it go, even though you know you shouldn't, and then there's pain associated with it. Wow, now you're aware of it. Sound familiar? Don't be a rat. After a few repetitions of this pairing of sound and shock, the rat begins to display signs of fear whenever it hears the sound alone. This is what we do. you got to give a speech. Your boss says you want to talk to him. Your wife says things aren't going the way they're supposed to. She gives that look. And all of a sudden, right, what happens? Fear, right? You display signs of fear. Why? Because any behavior reinforced, dot, dot, dot. That's why we're creatures of habit. A dog returns to its vomit, the Bible says, right? The dog returns to its own vomit, and the sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. Why? Because that's what dogs and pigs do. And why do we do it? Because that's what human beings on autopilots do. That's why. However, the animal will respond once again if the sound is paired with an electrical shock. After a few repetitions of this pairing of sound and shock, the rat begins to display signs of fear whenever it hears the sound alone. It stops what it's doing and freezes in place. You ever get that? Right? Hello, McFly, you there? Got my point? The animal's only detectable movement consists of the rhythmic chest excursions that accompany breathing. Sound familiar? In addition, the rat's fur stands on end. Its blood pressure and heart rates increase the stress hormones pour into its bloodstream. The same natural reaction based on our feelings. See, this is what the, the thoughts are brains. Our body produces 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals make us feel. 
And those chemicals are released based on three things. What we're thinking about, our breathing, and our physiology, specifically our eye placement in relation to our physiology. And because we are creatures of a habit, because we get into habits that we're not even aware of, we get into patterns, we get into neural pathways. It's like Indiana University. I've been told Indiana University, they built their buildings for the first year, but did not build any sidewalks. And after the first year, they came around, and you know where they put down sidewalks? Where the ruts were the deepest, were the thickest, were the fullest. And in the power of habit, which we're going to talk about after the break, uh, that we're talking about the basal ganglia. The basal ganglia. Just like that rat, the rat is conditioned. What happens when we're going down a neural pathway and doing it over and over and over, that's what a habit is. Something we start doing consciously, and then we keep doing it unconsciously. So we get in this rut, we get in this thing, and we start walking in the lowered parts in the, in the, in the ruts because that's the pattern. That's what we're used to. In a word, just like the rat, you are now conditioned. But the rat was conditioned so that the sound, when presented alone, will elicit the fear response. The response in the rat is no different than what occurs when the rat encounters its natural enemy, the cat. And he goes on to say, we humans can be fear conditioned too. The same thing we do. We get ourselves worked up. You ever get yourself in a panic attack? We start thinking terrible things, thinking terrible things, and all of a sudden it's bad. Why do I bring this up? Because this is going on all around us. You need to understand what precedent is. Precedent is an early event or action that is regarded as an example or guide to be considered in subsequent similar circumstances. So I got this from the Hill.com, 8.30.18, so yesterday. The California Democratic Party chairman is calling for a boycott of In-N-Out Burger after it was revealed this week that the fast food chain donated 25000 to the California Republican Party. When did Americans, brothers and sisters, become the enemy? It's amazing. You, we're not allowed to vote different or think different or you're going to destroy me. I mean, come on, look at the precedent. Can I tell you what precedent is? An earlier event or action that is regarded as an example or guide to be considered in subsequent similar circumstances. It says proceeding in time order of importance. Eric Bauman, who is, I guess, the head of the Democratic Party, said tens of thousands of dollars donated to the California Republican Party. It's time to boycott in and out. Let Trump and his cronies. Now, any of us that support Donald Trump might not be a fan of his, but think that he's the right man. Now we're cronies. Isn't that amazing? And perhaps he said animal style. Right now it's okay to beat up people, right? It's okay to hate people because they vote different. Don't you hear the precedent? His call for a boycott in the restaurant came after a public filing showed that that, um, um, uh, In-N-Out Burger had donated funds to the California Republican Party. Fortune magazine, by the way, also noted that In-N-Out has made donations to several different groups in the past. Campaign finance filing showed the restaurant donated $30,000 and then $50,000 this year, so almost 100000 to California for jobs and a strong economy, a PAC that supports Democratic candidates. Isn't that great? So they can do one thing, and it's okay, but not the other. How about this one? Florida businessman targeted as predator for um, renting office space to ICE. For the past two days, the Florida city has been littered with flyers accusing a local businessman of being a predator who profits from sexual violence, physical abuse, and the caging of undocumented people, all because he rents office space to ICE. Chuck Prather of St. Petersburg said protesters who are angry with the Trump administration's zero policy are targeting him because he leases an office complex in Tampa to the government. It's an agreement that goes back 21 years. They are terrorizing me, he told Fox News. On Wednesday, dozens of flyers showing his image were posted around St. Petersburg downtown, where he owns several businesses, including the Birchwood Inn. I was taking my son to school yesterday when my elderly neighbor who, walk, who walks dogs for a living came up to me and said, I need to talk to you. Prather said, she said, there are posters all over town, has a big picture of you, and it says you're a sexual predator. What's going on? They're everywhere. The flyers, which call for people to boycott all of his businesses, say in part that Charles Chuck Prather of the Birchwood Inn directly profits from sexual violence, physical abuse, and caging of people. Isn't it amazing? 
and the harassment campaign didn't stop there. On Thursday morning, Prather woke up to find more posters plastered around his home and the words evict ice spray painted on his sidewalks. It's all about ice. Nothing to do with him being a predator, which he's not. He showed photos of all that. It's horrifying. He said, I have 175 employees. They are completely innocent. Their livelihoods are being targeted, attacked. And a lot of, quote, good people are saying nothing. The power of habits. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome. Why is it getting worse and worse? Where if, if someone disagrees with you, they go out to dinner, you harass them. Where if you threaten their kids. Look, at some point, people, I don't care who you vote for. At some point, this cannot be acceptable. What would you do if your kids were doing this to people? What would you say to your kids? See, when we dehumanize people, when we make people less than human, when we make them deplorables, don't you see this is what we did to black people 100 years ago? This is what the Nazis did to the Jews. Is We're better than this, people. we got to stop reinforcing these negative, bitter behaviors. We are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis November 1st through the 3rd. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America.org. Pro Life Across America is educational, non political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro Life Across America. The Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application today. We're talking about any behavior reinforced. We're talking about BS. It's called belief systems. We're talking about, <laughs> so like, what are you talking about? We're talking about structure of our beliefs. We're talking about habits. And I want to share with you a story from the book, uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And it's, it's how the history of toothpaste explains why you can't lose weight. This is from his book. It says, one day in the early 1900s, a prominent American businessman named Claude C. Hopkins was approached by an old friend with an amazing new creation, 
a minty, frothy toothpaste named Pepsodent that he promised was going to be huge. Hopkins at the time was one of the nation's most famous advertising executives. He was the ad man who had convinced Americans to buy Schlitz beer by boasting that the company cleaned their bottles with live steam, while neglecting to mention that every other company used the same method. He had seduced millions of women into purchasing palm olive soap by proclaiming that Cleopatra had washed with it, despite the sputtering protests of outraged historians. But Hopkins' greatest contribution would be helping to create a national toothbrushing habit. Before Pepsodent, almost no American brushed their teeth. A decade after Hopkins' advertising campaigns, pollsters found that toothbrushing had become a daily ritual for more than half the population. Everyone from Shirley Temple to Clark Gable eventually bragged about a Pepsodent smile. So how did Hopkins start America brushing? By taking advantage of a quirk in the neurology of habits. It wouldn't be until almost a century later that medical schools and psychology labs would fully understand why habits exist and how they function. Today, we can create and change habits almost like flipping a switch. But there are historical outliers who seem to be intuit, who seem to intuit or accidentally stumble into these insights before everyone else. Hopkins created a toothbrushing habit by identifying a simple and obvious cue, delivering a clear reward, and most important, by creating a neurological craving. You got to get this. This is what happens when we reinforce behaviors with a positive outcome. And craving, it turns out, is what powers a habit. See, when Hopkins signed on to promote Pepsodent, he realized he needed to find a trigger for its daily use. He sat down with a pile of dental textbook. It was dry reading, he said. He later wrote uh, that, uh, in the middle of one book, I found a reference to the mucin plaques on teeth, which I afterward called, quote, the film. This gave me an appealing idea. I resolved to advertise this toothpaste as a creator of beauty. See, it doesn't matter what's going on. It matters on how you package it. No one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. This is how Hopkins became the key of the advertising industry. Reality doesn't matter. It's what you can get people to agree. So, soon, cities were plastered with Pepsi ads. Just run your tongue across your teeth, red one. You'll feel a film. That's what makes your teeth look, quote, off-color and bites decay. Note how many pretty teeth are seen everywhere, read another. Millions are using a new method of teeth cleansing. Why would any woman have dingy film on her teeth? Pepsodent removes the film. See, all habits, no matter how large or small, have three components, according to neurological studies. There's a cue, a trigger for a particular behavior, a routine, which is the behavior itself, and a reward. See, a cue, a routine, and a reward which is how your brain decides whether to remember a habit for the future. See, that's why I say any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself, and thus it becomes a habit. See, Hopkins identified tooth film. He found a cue that had existed for eons. Moreover, the reward that Hopkins was promising was hard to resist. Who doesn't want a prettier smile, right? Particularly when all it takes is a quick brush with Pepsodent. Three weeks, just three weeks after the first Pepsi ad campaign, demand for the toothpaste exploded. There were so many orders that the company couldn't keep up. In three years, the product went international. Within a decade, Pepsi was one of the top sellers around the world. I made for myself a million dollars on Pepsi, Hopkins wrote a few years after the product appeared on shelves. The key, he said, was his was branding. His advertising campaign was two basic rules. First, find a simple and obvious cue. Second, clearly define the rewards. So I want you to take out all the habits that you're struggling with. Find a simple and obvious cue, and then clearly define the rewards. So let's say you bite your nails. This is how you also change habits. Let's say you bite your nails. The first thing you do, or the last thing before you bite your nails, is you put your nails up to your mouth. You look at your fingernails, and you put them up to your mouth, and then the reward is you bite them off, you buy some time, whatever. But what if you, next time you look at your nails, and you said the reward of not biting your nails, of seeing your, your fingers clean, of seeing them all, whatever it is. See, even today, Hopkins rules are a staple of marketing textbooks. This is how you get in someone's crawl. This is how your unconscious mind works. About a decade after Pepsi went on sale, competing toothpaste companies launched a massive project to figure out why it was such a success. Eventually, they tripped over something interesting, the Pepsodent recipe. 
See, unlike other toothpaste of that period, Pepsodent contains citric acid, as well as doses of mint oil and other relative exotic chemicals. Pepsodent's inventor had used those ingredients to make their toothpaste taste minty and to make sure the paste wouldn't become gluey as it shot on the shelves. But, listen, this is important, but those chemicals had another unanticipated effect as well. They're irritants. Did you hear that? They're irritants that create a tingling sensation on the tongue and gums. When researchers at competing companies started interviewing customers, they found that people said that if they forgot to use Pepsodent, they realized their mistake because they missed that cool, tingling sensation in their mouths. See, they expected, they craved that slight irritation. If it wasn't there, their mouths didn't feel clean. Hopkins, it turns out, wasn't selling beautiful teeth. He was selling a sensation. Once people craved that cool tingling, once they equated it with cleanliness, brushing became a habit. By the way, the two have nothing to do with each other. Hopkins' success was driven by the same factor. Don't you get it? As soon as other companies discovered what Hopkins was really selling, they started imitating him. Within a few decades, almost every single toothpaste contained oils and chemicals that caused gums to tingle. Soon, Pepsodent started getting outsold. Even today, almost all toothpaste contain additives with the sole job of making your mouth tingle after brush. Wow. Studies indicate that anyone can use this basic formula to create habits of his or her own. Want to exercise more? Choose a cue, such as going to the gym as soon as you wake up, and a reward, such as a smoothie after each workout. Then think about the smoothie or about the endorphin rush you'll feel. Allow yourself to anticipate the reward. Eventually, that craving will make it easier to push through the gym doors every day. Today, I was doing so well on my diet till June. I went on a week-long fast because I wanted some input from God on something, uh, and I wound up gaining four pounds. And then after that week-long fast, I... Well, man, that day, next day I couldn't eat enough. I was just really hungry. And then uh, I just kept eating, not terrible, but not good, not the way I was supposed to. Why? Because in my mind, I went back to my old thinking that having that cupcake at night, having that meal with my wife, uh, having the little popcorn right before I went to bed because I was hungry, that would make me feel good. That was my reward. But for those four months when I didn't eat anything that was carb, when I didn't eat any time after six, when I didn't do any of that stuff. Why? Because my reward, what I was saying is me in shape, me losing weight, me being healthy, me all that. So the cue changed. We've got to choose a cue, such as going to the gym as soon as you wake up, and a reward, whatever that is, and allow yourself to anticipate the reward. Eventually that craving will make it easier to push through every day. See? you got to get this. Look at the habits of successful dieters. You got to get this. Look at the habits of successful people, whatever they do. That's why we're supposed to be around other people. That's why we got to be careful what we're reinforcing. Student arrested for stealing MAGA hat, slapping teacher in profanity, lace tyrant. A high school senior in California was arrested Monday after she went on a profanity lace tyrant against a classmate for wearing a Make, it, Make America Great Again hat. Union Mine High School student Joanne Butler was suspended for one week. She's 17 years old and faces two counts of battery, one against her classmate uh, and one against her English teacher, whom she slapped as he escorted her out of the classroom. Can you believe it? Now we got to a point, because we have precedent now, that rewarding this behavior, that if someone wears a hat that you don't like, it seems to be a red hat with M-A-G all over, I'm stunned at how hateful people are, that you can beat them up. You can trash them. There are tons of stories out there. Just Google it. And if someone voted for somebody different, you can destroy them. You can hate them. You can That's what the Nazis did to the Jews, made them less than animals. That's what white people did to black people for a long time, made them less than human. And I'm stunning, stunned by some of the same people that want to rail about how unfair it was to their, quote, people, to their, but yet they're willing to do it to other people. See, any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. Precedent. At some point, we got to scratch these CDs. Man, things are going to get really ugly, people. We need to change this habit. We need to quit reinforcing this hateful behavior by making it okay because people voted for Trump or whoever. we got to stop this. We're better than this. We're all paying a price. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you 
when you live your life like it matters, it does. Go out there and live it well because people are watching. If you're anything like me, the Summer Road Construction did a number on your windshield this season. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, here to thank you for a great summer and to remind you that with cooler temperatures, those small cracks are going to turn into big ones, seriously compromising the safety of your windshield. Now is the time to take care of them and get that new windshield you've been needing all summer. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work anywhere in the metro. We're a local family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service and we do all the billing all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.